Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hunters of Standing podcast. I am your host James. My voice sounds fucking weird as hell. I'm back with a little bit of a different type of episode. I was originally going to do Ferris Bueller this week, but my Wi-Fi is not working and I refuse to watch it on my phone. Instead, I'm going to be talking about the Netflix sensation Squid Game. Because I watched, I think I finished watching that like two or three weeks ago now and you know it's had time to settle into my brain you know the usual draw spoilers for squid game season one um yeah let's just go even though this isn't a normal episode i'm still gonna hit through some of the key points so squid game season one has a rotten tomatoes critic score of 94 percent and a rotten tomatoes audience score of 84 percent and the critics consensus says that squid game's unfair Lynching brutality is not for the faint of heart, but sharp social commentary and a surprisingly tender core will keep viewers glued to the screen, even if it's watching between their fingers. Fair enough. It came out on September 17th, it premiered. There's nine episodes. Honestly, I think the worst part about the show is the opening, like the first episode, because I'm not gonna lie, up until they actually end up in like the place and they end up playing red light green light I was kind of not kind of I was very bored I didn't really care it was once they actually got to playing the game where I was like okay this is this is the interesting part now like I can pay attention better so anytime they would not be in the games or just like even just in the place itself it wasn't really that intriguing to me up until the police dude shows up and it's like oh, okay cool I can get to watch you do stuff in the background um, did I like Squid Game? I, I liked Squid Game well enough. I don't think it's... I don't know if it quite lives up to the hype that it was getting, because it's a good show. But I wouldn't say that it's, like, the best TV show I've ever seen. It was certainly, like, it was certainly a different. Like, the violence, not so much. I watched The Punisher. So, like, the violence levels was, like, what I expected from it i think it was just the abruptness of like because i knew that it was a that all that it was like kids games and if you lose you die i knew that but actually seeing them like unfold and the characters and stuff was actually quite interesting so um yeah it's definitely not one for the faint of heart if because i'm like i'm kind of squeamish so like i can like I can watch people like die and stuff on in movies and things like that. I can I deal fine with blood. I don't deal fine with insides and for some reason they really wanted me to see the inside of dead bodies and I just didn't fuck with that notion at all. Um I thought that was actually quite rude, the fact that they were like, mm, yes. Go look at this person like open up someone and take out organs I was like no thank you I'm okay like those were the parts where I just would be like you know what not my business like it's really not my business um I think if I had to go through my favorite characters I think I'm gonna fuck up these names so badly but yeah I'm I'm sorry um my favorite characters were I was reading wrong okay my favorite I can't even find her. Where is she? I lost. Um, yeah, my favourite characters are Kang So Sabyok. I know it was bad, I know. Um, so uh, zero six seven. Um I think her Song Gi Hong 
which is our main character, 456. And then also uh, the police dude, who is Juan Junho, the police officer dude. Yeah. Up until the last episode, I also really liked uh, Ol Ilnam, which is 001, like the old, the old guy. I liked him, and then the last episode was like, mm, mm, never mind, I, I, you know what, you fooled me, you did, you fooled me, I thought that was rude. Yeah, um, I got distracted again. Yeah, anyway, so I think those are my favourite characters. The way, the, the characters that pissed me off, okay, first of all, Jong Doksu, uh, 101, guy was an asshole the entire time, so when he died, I was like, mm, yeah. As you should. And also Han Han Minya, um two one two. I felt weird about her the entire time because I thought she she was overly annoying to me, but there were times where I was like, you know what, yeah, you know what? You're doing shit. Like yeah, the way that she ended up like she ended up taking both her and Doksu out. Honestly, good for her. Good for her. As she should, honestly. Like, I was very... I was happy for her in that moment. Like, they both died, which was good for me. Because I didn't like their characters. But I just was like, you know what? Good for her. If if one goes down, the other must go down too. You know? And then, um... Let's see. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I liked Sangwoo for, like, the first two episodes. And then it got it got to the game with the, the like... Uh, what was it called it's like the it's the candy thing um honeycomb that's it it got to the game with the honeycomb and the way that he could tell what it is and he didn't tell no one that that immediately was just like this bitch and then it just got worse like from that it just he started being a a dick and the way that he deadass was like he deadass killed Ali, which first of all rude. That man had done nothing wrong. Like that man was trying his best. He didn't have to save Gihon four five six at the beginning in the first episode. He didn't have to. He could have just let him die, but he didn't. And Sangwoo had the audacity to repay him in death. To repay him in death. That was that was rude. Okay. I, like, I remember people being like, oh, yeah, like, episode six is a lot. And it's like, I didn't feel, like, I felt kind of sad for Ali, but I was mostly just vexed. I was like, that's so rude. <laughs> like, how dare you? All that man spent the entire time doing was just trying, you know, trying his best. He was trying his best, you know, trying to be friends, trying to not to, like, kill other people, you know, things that decent human beings do, kind of thing. And then, Samu said, it's me or you, and I choose me. And then he swapped out his hard-earned marbles for pebbles. For pebbles, I would riot. <laughs> I would be like, excuse me? You did what? Like, mm-mm, no. That was rude. So, yeah. And he just got... And the fact that he literally, like, killed Sabiox 067. Like, she was already dying. You didn't need to stab her in the throat. She was already dying. You did not need to stab her in the throat. Honestly. And then another character who done did fuck me up by the end of the show was um the front man. Because the police dude, um, Junho, 
was literally like searching for his brother the entire time i thought his brother was gonna be one of the other like circles like i thought his brother was gonna be one of the circles and for his brother to end up being the whole leader kind of dude i was like wow and then he just shot him like he was looking for you to try and save you and you just shot him cold blank like oh no nah. that that was that was deep Although, to be fair, we didn't actually see his dead body, so Junho might be alive. Like, honestly, at this point, I'm not convinced that a character is dead until you show me their dead body, because I've been watching, I've watched Supernatural. Honestly, even if they show you their dead body, they can easily bring them back. So, yeah, I don't trust them to not bring him back if they have another season and i think they will have another season like this thing was popping off on everything so i think they will have another season because the game's still happening also the dude that did the like slapping thing at, to recruit everyone that must have been a fun role for him all you do is literally just play this one game with people you get to slap them a bit and then you mind your business until the next until they're ready for more people I mean, you just do the same thing over and over again. And I was just amused at when they actually showed that, oh yeah, look, every single one of you got mashed up by this one dude. And honestly, I don't know if they, if he rigged the game or whatever. I don't know if you can rig a game like that because it's just like throwing paper at other bits of paper. So like, I'm not sure if you can rig that kind of thing. But I just thought it was hilarious when it was just like, yeah, no, you all did this exact same thing but the overarching thing for this entire show is basically like what people will do to get money and then we get to the end of the show and literally like gihon is not using any of the money that he won because by the end of it he's watched 400 people die like over the course of six games he watched 400 people die like I, I wouldn't want to use the money either. I'd be like, mm, I'm I'm okay, you know. Like after all that, like I feel a bit. I think the trauma. Like I won't. I would not be surprised if that man was seeing people die in his sleep. Like we're seeing different one like scenarios because like that is a lot for any one person to see. It's especially just out of nowhere and then he comes out and his mum is dead like like after all that the reason that you went back in in the first place and you come out and she's dead like that was just like that was just really fucking sad man although to be fair i feel i feel like we should have like emphasized on the fact that gion had a daughter because I feel like we didn't really, like, focus on that too much. It was kind of just like, oh, yeah, this is here. Like, she's there, kind of. Like, she gets mentioned sometimes. But not really that much happens, like, with that. Also, another thing that I just think is really fucking sad is the fact that the way that Sangu literally, like, he racked up enough debt and his mom was still so proud of him because she knew nothing and then it was like oh yeah the police came up to her like her her stall and was just like yeah no we need to speak to Sam because um he has been stealing money from clients and his mom was like oh no you must have gotten the wrong person like my son would never do that and then at the end when she's asking Gion if if he's seen Sangwoo and Sangwoo like 
literally just died like the day before or something or like not that long before and so he literally just has to be like because if because if he says oh he's dead then she's gonna be like how do you know like what is happening she's gonna want to have a funeral and there's no body because they just burn them like there's there's no sense of closure for her if he tells her her son is dead but at the same time also it's just fucking like sad because also it was literally a it was it was a life or death situation like it was Sangwoo who died or it was Gihon who died and if and if Gihon had died then yeah his like Sangwoo would have gone to his mom but I don't think the police would just ignore the fact that he also was in like stealing money like yeah he could pay off the debt but i don't think the police would just ignore that so she still would have to deal with the fact that her son is a whole is just not not doing not setting a good example for anyone um like i don't know either way her image of her son had already been ruined whether he is alive or not but it's just kind of sad that like they known each other for years and to kind of just be like she's she's forever gonna be in a state of like she's never gonna get closure for that like that's just a horrible situation for anyone to be in and she's not gonna get closure and it's just like wow like, that's really fucking sad i just i feel bad for all of like the relatives and stuff of the people in the games because they're never gonna find out like like sabiok's little brother is never gonna find out what happened to her unless gihon tells them like unless gihon tells them or he takes down like the whole thing no one is gonna no one is gonna actually um say anything or no one's actually gonna know anything and so and even if Gihon does tell them there's no way of them like there's no reason for them to believe him and also there'll probably be some kind of resentment because you know he's the only one that's still alive after everything but also another thing the doctor dude who was like harvesting organs why did they need why did they need to harvest organs to sell on the black market like because i assumed they were being funded by the vips because actually everything goes back to fucking rich white american dudes honest trash all of them trash like y'all are watching this because you're bored like y'all are watching people either kill each other or get killed by a child game for entertainment like real people like y'all couldn't watch y'all couldn't watch an action movie or horror movie y'all had to be like mm, you know what would step it up if i watch actual real life people kill each other like and in such brutal ways as well like the way that the way that they died for tug of war or for like the game where they have to like go over the glass like panels that was fucked up because it's like literally the only way for them like because like either way unless someone like accidentally guessed every single one right people were gonna die just for fucking choosing the wrong one like that was fucked yeah i feel like there was another really fucked up game Marble one was fucking stressful. Also, another thing, police officer's brother, um, you know, he won in 2015 and and then at some point or another became the front man. So do they are all like there probably was a front man before for him to have won. So is it like a tradition, like if you win a game, like 
how do you get propositioned how do you get propositioned to be the front man like do they go for all the winners who are the only people left in the game from each year and just go like hey do you want to be the front man like do you want to run the operation and also where do they get they get all of these people to be like circles and squares and triangles like where do they get them because it's really messed up when you start thinking about it too much because there's a lot of um there's a lot of like triangles and circles and squares where did they get them from because yeah they they were doing the games for 30 years but unless the games were producing multiple winners which from the files and stuff it didn't look like they were so that means that y'all got volunteers like y'all got volunteers for the squid game like that's wild to me and also another question does the front man know about the harvesting of organs thing like there's so many questions to ask about the backgrounds of the characters like the not the characters the background of the games because it's like how first of all how do you go about like how would one even first of all come up with the idea and then execute the idea like how how sick and twisted do you have to be for your brain to be able to not only come up with this idea execute it there must be some kind of financing to do with it as well then you get volunteers like are the volunteers also people in that is that what it is and what do they do when the squid game's not on do they just have normal lives because that's whack to think about like are they only there for however long the six games are and then they go home again like what how do you just casually be involved with this and then compartmentalize your brain enough to be like okay cool and now i go home and i go and do the things that i usually do i go back to my regular job (laughs) i go to the market and then i do this and this and then like every year you just be they just hit you up and be like yo we're starting up the game again this for this year and then you just go back and you don't say anything to anyone like i don't get it are they born into it and also how did inho get to be the front man was there no one else like why specifically a winner because i feel like that would be a liability no or i feel like they should i would assume they would have a lot of other options just the background of the squid game is very interesting to me also do they have the same games every year i would guess not because the vip dudes were like oh yeah like didn't know what was happening and the other like shape dudes didn't so how do they know how do they come up with different ideas because if they've been in for 30 years who comes up with these ideas there's just many questions to ask honestly like it's very weird to think about but i don't even know anymore like what is happening like how do they decide like who they want to i don't know like that's the most interesting part so if it gets a season two i feel like it might because oh fuck what's his name jihon no what's his name junho junho because junho was finding out a lot of information and i think some of the things actually no i don't think they sent you know because if they had sent because there's a flash forward a year and they're still operating so i feel like there should have been some kind of repercussion unless the police are in on it like what there are so many questions like i don't know so if they get a season two then they might delve into that kind of stuff because it looked like jihon was gonna actually like you know go find out what the fuck is happening got really distracted again
Um, I don't know. Overall, I thought Squid Game again. It was it was a good show. I wouldn't say it's the best thing ever, like, but it was a pretty good show. I do think it was a bit overhyped, or it didn't live up to the hype that it was getting. Um, but I definitely think it was an interesting concept as well, and I'm curious to see if they do actually get a season two and what will happen in that. Um, yeah, again, like I'd recommend it, but there would have to be a criteria that's someone would have to be like oh yeah i'm interested in this 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 and this and this before i recommend it really because like there's quite a few content warnings in the show and it's very graphically violent so also just to circle back okay something that happened when unam turned out to be one of the vips which is fucking wild again and he wanted to participate for the nostalgia what for the nostalgia that's fucking whack that how depraved must you be to not only create the games watch the games and then be quote-unquote bored enough to then participate in the game for nostalgia nostalgia that's fucked up so fucked up also you know another thing the fucking set design of this show oh my god the way that each of the places like in the entire like game and stuff they're so intricately made and even like when the vips are in their like room to watch the game as well like it's so interesting the different aesthetics of like it's a very clear shift from being inside the game to being outside the game like it's a very distinct difference and i just thought it was really fucking pretty to look at which also makes the fact that like everything that was happening so much worse <laughs> so it's like look it's so pretty also it's fucking morbid and terrifying and gross and just uncomfortable to focus on like yeah let's stress people out by putting really like bright pastel colors with freaking grotesque violence okay i just i've just been reading through the wikipedia page um it's being um it's been nominated for some awards as well uh so far the gotham awards for breakthrough series long form and outstanding performance in the new series for lee jung jay uh who played uh gihon and also the People's Choice Award for Binge Worthy Show of the Year and Rose Door for Drama Programme. So we'll see if there's any more nominations and stuff when the fucking what's the thing called? Old season comes around, that kind of thing. I think it's very interesting. Okay, interesting. Okay, so we could be getting a sequel for this. Yeah. Netflix is in discussion with um Juan who created it. So yeah, we shall see but that's gonna be it for this episode y'all thank you for listening it's a bit of a short episode than usual but you know considering the fact that this was fairly spontaneous um yeah and i'm trying to remember what i do for the closey bits of these episodes um yeah so that is that has been another episode of the hunters of fandom podcast where i covered squid game thoughts feelings emotions that kind of stuff um yeah if you know actually i'm gonna do something new i'm gonna plug something because i've been in that mood anyway um let's see what do i want to plug this week i'm gonna plug the restricted section which is a harry potter read through podcast um i've been i 
may or may not have binged the entire show in about a week and a half. So, like, I'm all caught up, new episodes and everything. Um, I've been really enjoying listening to it. It's a full spoiler podcast for Harry Potter. And so they're basically reading through each one uh, chapter, one chapter at a time, and they're currently on the Goblet of Fire. Um, yeah, I just, I enjoy the vibes of the host, the kind of chaotic energy, and also the fact that, like, it, it's been bringing in a different take on, like, certain things, which I always find interesting because I haven't read Harry Potter in about five years now i haven't watched the movies in about two years so i just felt a really weird place with the franchise but i still in i enjoy like interacting with content made by people that are the bitch who shan't be named uh i like the fan content rather than the official content um so yeah that's my plug for the week anyway if you want to follow the podcast on social media you can follow on instagram at hunters of fandom pod on twitter at hunters underscore podcast and you can follow your host james on instagram which is mj girl twitter which is mj girl underscore and tiktok which is mj fandom uh if you want to get in touch with the podcast you can email at hunters of fandom pod at gmail.com um leave a review on whatever platforms let you leave reviews or tweet at the podcast if you have thoughts feelings want to talk about stuff whatever um if you're looking for some other episodes um if you go back through the feed, the Eternals episode came out last week. Um, there was also a Twilight episode at some point, I think, last week. Yeah, it would have been last week. Yeah, there was a Twilight episode. Um, and to look forward to in the future, the Ghostbusters episode comes out next week. I'm watching it this weekend. There's also going to be a Twilight Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. But as always, I've been your host, James. I hope you're having a very good day, and I will see you next time. Adios.